So um, it's Monday and it's the first sort of normal Monday ooh, ooh, can't, missing past, of um, the new year, 2022, which is all quite exciting really. I haven't had that thrilling week really, but uh, things are sort of getting back to normal, which is a bit of a strange feeling, but there we go. Um, welcome to episode 86 of Mr. Burt Pods. See that car went whizzing past and didn't even indicate as it went to the end of the road and to be honest if there was a car coming either direction it would have just hit them um so it looks quite quiet outside it's one of those days where obviously the sun is not going to come out and it's extremely gray there have been some really nice days recently actually blue skies and sun despite it being cold i seem to have oh, oh, red car park oh red car parking near the oh who's that uh, I'm going to monitor that. Um, oh, and they're out. Looks a bit like Dracula. I bet that's an estate agent. He's just got estate agent written all over him. Suit tie and slick backed hair. Speedy driver. Uh, and a sort of light raincoaty thing. There's a flat a couple of doors down which is just on the market for the most ridiculous amount of money for what it's worth. They brought the price down a bit and it still hasn't sold. I bet that's what he's doing. Yep. Bang on. Yep. I was right. Just like everybody to know that I was right. Anyway, um, that excitement over, because that was quite exciting, wasn't it? Uh, I, I can't remember where I was. Anyway, so we're back to the beginning of... The week and uh, although i haven't really been on holiday over christmas and new year because i continue to work i feel as if i've been on a bit of a break because the routines got slightly uh were slightly more different and um, i went for a, my run this morning and i was shocked to see shocked to the core in fact to see that my last run was on the 16th 13th or 16th or something any of december anyway oh no not some rubbish out um I haven't run. I thought I oh that could be a bit louder. Um I thought I'd only taken a couple of weeks off my running in yoga, but it's been a month, which is a bit of a shock. Uh yoga was a bit of a disaster this morning because um it basically they couldn't they were having trouble with uh the video zoom link and uh I just gave up in the end. Uh, I think w what she eventually did was put her phone near the yoga teacher. I think that's what she was doing. And um, it was just hopeless. I couldn't hear what she was saying. And the uh, whoever he's waiting for is late. Uh, and who and I couldn't hear what and then there was a delay time lag in the visuals. I just gave up. I did actually write to say <clears throat> that I had given up and could I have the uh, session refunded but I don't really think back which is a bit annoying um I'm getting a bit fed up with them actually because this I keep getting these stupid issues uh so my other yoga teacher I think he's left London I think he's gone down to the south coast somewhere anyway he's a member of this thing called life for movement or living for movement or something they do loads and loads of pre-recorded videos uh, of all sorts of different types of yoga for 
different lengths for different times of the day or depending on how you're feeling or different parts of the body that you want to work on so i thought well i'd sign up to that uh, i got 14 days free so i basically did a session uh, on my shoulders and back although it still did loads of downward i mean he is obsessed with downward dog Ooh, it's all going there's another car whizzing past um honestly you wouldn't think this was a quiet back street um oh yeah and talking of yoga who was it somebody sent me a yoga oh yes i knew who it was uh sent me a picture of a yoga saying and said it didn't sound anything like the experience i have of yoga yes thank you for that um it i i am very peaceful and joyous about yoga uh, as i'm sure you can all um understand it's just i don't happen to be very good at it but what is being good at yoga that is not important it is the doing of it that is important uh, it is being present in the moment of your pose that it is important. Uh, oh, it's just annoying me now because he's just standing there. Well, if he didn't drive so quickly, he probably would have had less time waiting around for the people he's meant to be meeting. Um, school's out. Um, anyway, so that was yoga. So I've got no live yoga to comment on. So I haven't seen her in the new year. I don't really want to give up with her, but I'm getting a bit fed up with um, the technical issues of Zoom. So anyway, I'll see how that goes. Then I went for a run. Now, my latest, um, what grind, what is grinding my gears at the moment is Christmas trees. I don't know whether uh, anyone else is experiencing this, but uh, everyone around here has put their live Christmas tree, well, dead in effect because it's been uprooted. Uh, they've just dumped them on the pavements. Uh, everywhere in fact i got so annoyed last night coming home that i shifted one back into the garden uh, that it had come from because they're just a nuisance and uh, for old people people with visual impairments or whatever pushing push chairs uh, they just they're blocking up the road and also pavement and also it's um bin day today so we've got the bins out and we've got the christmas trees all over the flipping road so i went for my run <clears throat> i decided to run through the wood uh, which was very muddy but um when i got to these finchley bit there was just there was just a pavement of christmas trees lying on by the houses as far as i could see along this road and um i did notice actually there were no christmas trees on the other side of the road but i still ran on the, the pavement that had all the christmas trees obviously getting more and more annoyed and uh, we're still waiting he's not happy and um go ahead and give him a cup of tea that'd be funny and um I'm in a very good mood today, aren't I? I don't know why. Um, so anyway, yes, yeah, so I was around past getting close. Do they think that the dustbin men, on top of all the rubbish that we already are putting out, are going to put great big Christmas trees into their machines as well? Uh, you know, then they're, they're not, you know, they need chopping down because they're obviously they're wood, aren't they? Uh, so, uh, oh, yeah, school's out. School's back. That's the neighbour. Looking a little bit weary. And... Um, I then ran past a uh, dustbin cart that was putting Christmas trees into the back of it. So, um, yes, so Christmas is over and New Year's over. I did all that, didn't I? Uh, and then I went back to work. Well, no, I didn't go back to work. I just continued working. Oh, we had a very exciting evening on... Uh, oh, it's an exciting evening. What day is it today? I think it was Friday. Uh, we had a show stop. Uh, show stop means the show stopped basically <laughs> somebody the company manager comes on stage and explains to the audience uh, that the show has stopped for whatever reason and um, the reason this show stop happened was because 
we lost all the electricity to the stage and the stage was in pitch black. Uh, and at this moment, at this particular moment, there is uh, one of the actors is in a rather precarious position uh, in a moving part of the set uh, uh, that's lit round him at that point. Uh, anyway, pitch black, so obviously because of the way he was balanced, um, the company manager came out on Stop the Show. The, my poor boss, uh, the thing with the theatre is that I'm, my box where I work, some of you may have seen it on Instagram, is very high up. I think it's about, it must be about four or five stories up, maybe more. Um, and it's it's all stairs, there's no lift or anything. So you just have to go up a lot of stairs. And the dimmer, the dimmer rooms there, which is where all, basically where all the electrics are. Uh, so he was running, he had to run up to me, back down again into the dimming room, he had to go up to the fly floor, which is where they, there's something up there, I don't know, something to do with the lighting up there. Uh, and he couldn't find anything wrong. And I had, I had crossed, the worst bit of a show stop is I've got this stupid Motorola, you know, this walkie talkie thing. I always forget to take my finger off it. So I talk um, with my finger on it. And of course the other person can't hear a word I'm saying. And then I can't work out why they're not responding. So I had, I was trying to talk on that. And I also had my headphones cans on and of course there's all discussions going on on that and it's just i just get overwhelmed basically um so it was all ladida and uh, poor man was running around like a i mean he was very calm but frazzled obviously um he thought it was a data problem from the programming all my lights and twiddles were all working actually um although one member of the company did ask if i'd flicked the wrong switch which obviously i hadn't um, so I got the emergency lights up on stage and they were all all right. Uh, and then they got the iron in the iron curtain and tried a few more cues and they seemed to be all right. So they decided to carry on. This took about 17 minutes. Um, oh, and the other neighbor without child. Where's her child then? It's a bit strange. Oh, there he is. Oh, there they both are walking a long way behind three little boys. Uh, there was a sign actually on their door yesterday or the day before saying five pounds entry, VIPs only or something. Set on their front door that is. So uh, they decided to carry on. So we carried on and um, I'd gone into the queue after it and that was still black. Um, anyway, we carried on and it was still pitch black. <laughs> and then the horrible realisation dawned on me uh, that uh, I had this horrible feeling that the bit of uh, scenery he was in was lit uh, and there could have been no other, we were all presuming there was other lighting on at that moment on the rest of the stage. And it suddenly occurred to me that maybe there wasn't and that the only thing that had gone was the light around where he was and that turned out to be the problem. So actually uh, it was a little bit of electrical lighting which could have been sorted out. I think the battery needs changing and we managed to stop the show for 17 minutes. Um, obviously when you've got an actor in a precarious position and all the lights go off, it's not funny at all. And also they were at the front of the stage. So there could have been an accident. So we've now got contingency in that if the, this electric thing it fails again, I've got something I can do to bring light onto the stage. So that's all the stuff. The audience loved it. I mean, uh, I suppose it doesn't, they clapped and cheered and everything and uh, were lovely, but I think there's nowhere else like it. Uh, you know, if a theatre, if a cinema film breaks down, 
it's not a communal experience in the way that something goes wrong in a play or a musical um, because you feel part of the experience um, as an audience member. Uh, and I suppose, anyway, it's quite... And it doesn't really take the magic away because the actors pick up so quickly. I mean, they just instantly... They're, what fascinates me about actors, one really interesting thing um, uh, is that some actors will stand and chat to you at the side of the stage and then they will just literally walk on stage and they're in character. And other actors will go quiet they'll rehearse their lines they'll exercise sometimes do press-ups or what have you and get very focused and it's just you know different actors and different ways of doing it um, but the fact they can just go on stage and pick up instantly from where they left off after the disruption of um the performance stopping like that or, or is something i really admire uh, and so the magic doesn't really get lost i suppose because you just get immersed straight back into the production uh due to their skill so anyway that was all very exciting and the show is lovely at the moment because the actors have been doing it for how long has it been on now probably about two and a half months or something and they're really really you can just see them really developing the characters um they just really they really know their characters now having them done them night after night i know in a way it's people think it's boring watching the same thing over and over again every night and I don't watch every single minute of it but you see it develop you find all sorts of layers in the text I've noticed so many things about it um in fact I even noticed something last night that I've never noticed before um it's never the same it's always different and of course there's quite a lot of um cover going on at the moment when people are sick so you've got different actors doing different parts uh, and I love it I love it for that reason because you can really really immerse yourself in something Connecting with that is a book I've been reading actually called 4,000 Weeks, which I'm thoroughly recommending to everybody. Uh, it's by Oliver Berkman. I did think I mentioned it last week. Oh, uh, now it's all getting very exciting down there because there's a man with a bright yellow... Yeah, I thought he was a delivery man, but he's just got out of a Volkswagen. Uh, was talking... Oh, it's a very big Volkswagen. was talking to the... Um, oh, was talking to the... Uh, estate agent and he got man in fluorescent tops got back into the car now they're just driving off and the uh oh and the uh estate agent's gone back to his car and looks like he's going oh well, that was exciting i was really annoyed actually this morning because i was doing yoga and this woman walked past and looked up and then looked away and then looked up and then looked away because i was standing up doing some tree pose or something at that point she was obviously couldn't take her eyes off me. Well, that's right. Obviously, um, obviously, that state agent thinks that we live on a, a Formula One uh, racetrack. So, um, yeah, so this book called 4,000 Weeks, basically, we, by Oliver Berkman, we live on average for 4,000 weeks. Uh, and uh, it's not a time management book it's not how to organize your life and get rid of your emails and live more efficiently it's basically saying by doing all those things we actually end up living less efficiently and being more and more unhappy because we're constantly striving for goals that we will never achieve and um i suppose the crux of it is don't worry about your destination enjoy the journey if you can um it's really had quite a profound effect on me i have to say 
uh, it's social, it's political, it's psychological. He quotes a lot from all sorts of authors, uh, spiritual writers, from philosophers, from uh, psychologists, um, a great range of writers. Uh, and uh, it's absolutely fascinating, really fascinating, and has made me... I'm hoping it won't wear off, because obviously you, get, you start reading something that well, this is what happens to me. I start reading something that makes me think differently. I get really, really excited by it. And then a couple of weeks later, I've forgotten all about it. I'm sort of hoping this won't wear off. Um, I want to stick with it uh, because it's basically calming me down. Because I live in the future all the time. I'm constantly worried about what's going to happen next. I'm constantly doing one thing and half finishing it and moving on to the next thing. Um, I'm really bad. I know what I'm, I know why I did it. I mean, it's do this, it's all come out of my therapy but I, I've really got to stop doing it and st it's not I mean it is a sort of mindfulness thing but it's it's bigger than mindfulness um, uh, and it's just about appreciating the fact that we are here in this moment we are human beings alive in this uh, on this amazing planet in this amazing cosmos the universe doesn't give a damn about us basically um, but we are here and we've just got to get on with things uh, and he, each chapter, he takes a different sort of uh, look at different things and how we how we damage how our society, particularly since the industrial revolution, when the timing of work for efficiency came in, uh, how our society is, is damaging us, and making us very unhappy. I really recommend it, uh, Oliver Berkman, Four Thousand Weeks. They've had, interestingly, the cover subtitle is something like Time and How to Manage My Own Time or something or other, but the in on the uh, pay, title page inside the book, it says something like it's called Time Management for Mortals, which really is much more, that's what it's about. It's about the fact that we're all mortal and we don't want to face up to the fact we're mortal. We want to think we live forever. And obviously that seems to have scared the publishers off uh, and they've changed the subtitle for the cover into How to Manage Your Life, Time Manage Your Life or something, which just makes it sound like another time management book, which is not, which it is not. It's a beautiful book. It's really, really beautiful. And uh, I thoroughly recommend it to everybody. It's only in hardback at the moment. Um, I don't think I've got an awful lot more to say. I went to the dentist. That was all exciting. That witch I used to see has gone. And I've got a very nice dentist now who uh, doesn't even descale my teeth he says that he says my teeth are quite boring for him to look at because they're in such good condition uh, so that was very happy and he doesn't charge me 50 quid like the witch used to i pay the standard nhs fee of 23 whatever it is pounds um i'm still bitch about that woman um what else i started writing a new play i've started writing uh this there's a group called london playwrights who i am part of and they do this thing called write a play in January and they do it every year and I did write a play two years ago in January didn't do it last year uh, but I've, they send you an email every day with a tip or a suggestion uh, and it's really useful so I started writing a play about my parents uh, and it's sort of not chicken and egg situation I've started looking through the stuff I salvaged from the house uh, in what seemed like a couple of hours I think I I think I did it in, in a matter of hours because I was going up to Harrogate, going through all the stuff and then getting back on the train, coming back to London. And I think I did that two or three times. Uh, and that was in the pan beginning of the pandemic uh, in 2000. And, when did it start? 2000, 
2000 and 2000, no, 2020. Anyway, um, I've decided to write a play about my parents, but it won't be about my parents, but it will be about my parents. Um, so I'm going through what I did salvage and I, I've just got an amazing amount of photos and documents and letters. I've got some extraordinary pictures of my mother. Um, and I'm very happy. So uh, I've got I've got the key to it. I want to do something uh, specific with it that's unconventional. Um, and that came to me in the middle of the night last night, so it was all good. So we'll see how that goes. Also, a big shout out to um, the play I've adapted. Still haven't finished, but I will finish adapting. Girl with Dove, Sally Bailey. Some of you have read it. Uh, it's uh, got. La Repubblica, which is, I think, the second most widely read newspaper in Italy, it was translated into Italian, has recommended it as one of its... It's either the best book of last year, 2021, or one of the best books. So a huge shout-out, because that's uh, fantastic. Um, I'm sure there's probably other things to say, but I'm going to stop there uh, as time is moving on. Oh, the Christmas decorations are down. And my amaryllis and uh, my hippiastrum uh, i've got two flowers coming up uh, i did have one in the past uh, that did that so i'm gonna uh, but it doesn't happen every time so i'm gonna have two big stalks with lots of flowers at the top so i'm very excited about that uh, and the tomatoes <laughs> are still hanging on in there uh, i think i'm down to my last one. Oh yeah talking of christmas trees the hippie family have put their christmas tree on top of their hedge uh, I don't know why. Um, oh, another car. I've never seen that car before. Backing into a lamppost. Oh, just missed the lamppost. You can do it. Um, we're keeping hold of our electric car because it's been so enormously useful. Uh, no, I think. Oh, yeah, we went to... Um, I don't think I mentioned this. We went to Waddesdon, the big Rothschild, now in the National Trust's but managed by the Rothschild family still, a big sort of mm, false French chateau about an hour away, no, no, about an hour and a half away from where we live. They do this lovely thing in the winter called winter light, where they light the gardens, um, they light the trees and they have sort of light sculptures and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and it was beautiful and it really cheered me up. It was a really, um, some of it's a bit garish, um, but it, it was really nice. It was full of kids, absolutely loving it. Um, and apparently they do it every year. Uh, that was lovely. So that's, I don't, I think it's still on actually, uh, if any of you were able to get to it. Call Wood to Light at um, Waddesdon Manor. Uh, people not getting out of that car, which is very sad. So I'm going to end. So um, I think I've wished everybody Happy New Year. Uh, that's it then. Thank you for listening. <laughs>